Episode number 127 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, I'm sitting here with my sore race kit on, uh, ready, to, ready to find a race, hopefully, in the, the not-so-distant future. Um, and Tommy's sitting with his Erdinger hoodie on, uh, with his headphones in, to dry out my muffling, no doubt. Eh? Well, How Kyle, on? I'm doing really well. Kyle, just to paint a picture, listeners... Kyle looks very cute tonight. He's in this like little <laughs> pink outfit, this pink t-shirt. It's, it's you know, no pink. It's no pink. It's, it's like it. neon red or something. <laughs> it, it, to be to be honest, it, on the Zoom call, it looks like I'm wearing uh, Debbie's, you know, girly top, and you know, a, a man with a, you know, a lady with a beard. You know, a, a very cute looking lady, I must say. I'm gonna uh, snip. I'm gonna take an image of it. Oh, I've got an amazing screenshot of Kyle right now, which is going on the <laughs> the episode uh, cover. <laughs> well, folks, uh, you know, just to, to paint a picture of the episode, we've got part two of Jake Whiteman's uh, interview uh, that I, I did a few weeks ago. So, yeah, really excited to, you know, obviously listen. You guys hopefully will be excited to listen to the end of that. Um, and we've also got um, a review of the Speyside Ultra. And then to finish off, folks, we also have... Um, yeah, so Kev Mitchell, who is the vice chair of Scottish Mountain Rescue... Um, organization so really excited to get to get Kev on really you know it's a really important time of the year to hear about that so really looking forward to it and Kev of course is a runner so really keen to when he jumps on that'll be great Kyle so tell well before we get moving I think what we want to hear is you're sitting there you're 48 hours out from organizing one of the few races that have happened this year so how did it tell us about it how did the Speyside Way Ultra we'll come to the results in the results section but as a race director your debut in that role, how did it, how did it go unfold? Well, Tom, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's uh, it, it it's if it, when I got when I when I um, offered to take the race on, I thought it'll be you know haze in the barn. It's it, you know obviously first year is always going to be you know a challenging year, um, and you learn from a lot of your your mistakes and uh, and you you build on and you improve and you work and you know you obviously improving your strengths and things like that, but. If I knew this was going to happen a year ago, I probably said, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it for another year, you know. Um, but I kept it, you know, opened entries up just at the kind of at the start of lockdown, really. And, and from there, it just kind of started to to get even more challenging, um, you know, with, with obviously getting Forestry Commission approval for the Ben Egan uh, section. Um, Scottish Athletics did grant us a license really quickly, which is great. Um, but obviously lockdown had its own challenges and um and the race was initially going to be in August. The, there was you know an opportunity to either cancel outright, postpone it until next year. But I thought, you know what, let's give it a chance, see what happens, let's push it back to November the 14th. So that's what we did. And you know, it was all looking pretty good and things were improving with you know less cases of COVID. And um, we looked like we we're gonna have a fairly full stellar field. Albeit um, with with current you know restrictions in place from set out by Scottish Athletics, even if things did improve, um, but when, you know obviously Tuesday of last week came and uh, you know tier th- all the you know the tiers were were announced and were were put in place for um, for the Friday, which meant we we went from essentially you know during that time we were about 160 170 runners, um, but. You know that was before that week 
um, probably a few, uh, you know, probably two, two, three months, we were about 170. But for obvious reasons, people wanted to just push it, you know, push their entry into next year or, or uh, you know, get a refund or, you know, but so we were probably around about the 140 mark, 130, 140 mark um, before Tuesday of last week. So Tuesday happened and then boom, all these emails came in and and obviously, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm certainly not going to be allowing anyone from a tier three area into a tier one area, um, and, and, and nor should, nor should anyone who's in that area come to the race anyway, which I had no issue with, and you know, and everyone was really, you know, hugely understanding, um, and you know, accepted the the different options of what they can do with their race, um, and because of the, because of the whole situation, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't worried about giving people refunds, you know, if people want a deferral or, you know, they want to, you know, the, whatever they want to do with the entry fee, that's, that's, that's absolutely fine. And um, it does, you know, it's difficult as a race director. And this is one of the risks is we've had, we're having to put on, you're having to like, you know, get all, I, I, I intentionally left a lot of my expenditure until I knew that I was as certain as I could, uh, as, as confident as I, 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 you know, not without, without predicting the future, knowing that I'm going to be able to host a race. So I, I left medals, uh, orders, bus, buses, all that sort of stuff until as, as close to the time as I could. And, uh, and yeah, so, you know, double the amount of buses because of it's a point-to-point race um, to ensure there's a social distancing on the bus um, so everyone gets their own row. And, uh, and yeah, just obviously medals, I already ordered them, so I've got too many medals now, but that's okay because I didn't put the date on them. Top. Uh, <laughs> Smart man. And, Smart man. And, uh, and, and, and they're, you know, the sustainable medals. They're not even medals, they're key rings. So if anyone's, uh, you know, we might do some 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 prizes, uh, you know, Space Sideway Ultra, even though some half you haven't done it. Uh, so yeah, I mean that you know it's a it's a it's a dual purpose medal, Tom. Tierra's run of the week is Tierra's run of the week has just cut a really irrelevant price to suddenly. <laughs> I said to all the runners, just put a sharpie in the back of it with your date that you ran, you know. So I can recycle them next year. And uh, the the actual medals I got them from the Aberfeldy Wood Shop, um, and they support um, you know adults with with learning difficulties and. Um, Cool. It's disabilities is, is quite it's good that the the money's gone to them so i've got no real i'm i'm, I'm happy what I, you know putting put although we've got some spares so uh anyway so we we ended up having about 140 and tier three came and we're we're down to less than 100 runners now and um and then on, on the race day we only had uh less than 90 runners so it, it fairly uh it fit the, the race the race size fairly shrunk and um which which was okay but uh you know the the main thing really was just from wednesday onwards was making sure that all the waves were correct and you know living by the adhering to the guidelines set by scottish athletics it's uh fast runners to, to in the first wave to the slower runners so that they they don't cross over and you know they they they, they contaminate but Obviously, we're in the, the outdoor space. There's people wandering about. It's not our own space. It's uh, there's plenty of room. But so there will be, you know, some people who maybe did go past each other. But um, everyone was advised, you know, told that you, you have to wear your face masks at the start, uh, during at the aid stations, and obviously when you come into the finish. So it was um, there was a virtual race briefing on the 
um, yeah, on, on on the Thursday to 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 let everyone know exactly what's happening. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was there was a lot of things to do, and um, it was it was just in such a short space of time. But um, it, it, you know, we got the race under underway and in different waves, and uh, the buses came on time, and they, they arrived every sort of ten minutes, so that. Basically, the first bus number one and bus number four never met each other. You know, the runners, half half the runners who were there wouldn't have met anyone. They, they basically, they did the race in their, their 12, around about between eight to, to 14 runners in each each of the waves. And uh, they ran, they got to the end, they got all the goodies and that was it. They buggered off and and, and that's that's how the day went. So, um, yeah, it was it, there was no... Uh, no one really complained, uh, certainly not to our faces uh, about the, the lack of nice to haves. But I tell you what, you know, they got a medal, they got a good, you know, they got some food, they got some water. Um, obviously, they all had to sanitize, sanitize their hands before we gave them anything. Um, masks were all on. There were signs and COVID signage all around the start and the finish line. And they, they got handed their beer, uh, their windswept beer. Uh, so we're great, grateful for windswept for sponsoring the race as well and providing everyone with beer. And certainly, uh, you know, the race organizer and the volunteers of a few beers uh, uh, each. So that was that was really good of them, really kind of them too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was just a really great. It was what a, what a great community running. You know, the ultra running community is, and and not just the the runners, but the volunteers. I mean, I'm obviously the first year and many of the volunteers I, I don't know and I obviously know now and it was great to meet them all and just so passionate and just so, like, uh, just so kind, you know, like, you know, to, to, to give up their time to, to help the, the runners in, in the race out. It was, it was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it was a really, really tough couple of weeks, but I'm just, I'm really happy with how things went. Um there's a few there's a few things to to take home from the event like you know I've I've written a few like things that went really really well and um things that can improve for next year and, and one of the one of the areas was um just after Falkenberg's uh, to Spay Bay that wasn't as well marked as it could have been um and a few people did go the wrong way but you know this race it it, it is it is a self supported race so it is on and there's the space sideway signs throughout the, the the you know throughout the space side way um but you know it's it is it's the responsibility of the runner to make sure you, you know where they're going you know one a thing lot of races in, a lot of races what, in, what are you saying one thing that interested me someone i was speaking to one somebody around the race and they were they were saying that i didn't realize how much of it's on road there's quite a lot on road yeah i like mean bulk of it i i just assumed it was like an ultra trail but you know i'm speaking to guys who are running vapor flies women in turbos and pegs yeah. so saying it's like it's predominantly a road race that's pretty cool there's a real mix and not there's a, there's a couple of bits that are a little bit slidey um you know you get up to the ben Egan, the hill there i mean you don't go to the, the summit but you you go along the the kind of fire track trail and you then descend and you turn to the left and you, you go in a narrow trail and it's a little bit slidey there. If you've got your alpha flies on, you'll be <laughs> scooting a boot. Uh, that's for sure. Oh, what well, my but, biggest uh, question for you though, Kyle, as a race director, were you measuring stack on shoes? I'm really keen well, to make sure that you, you know, were did, checking. No one was taking the piss on on stack height. Uh, I, with COVID and all that, Tommy, I had far more things to worry about than folk you, with a stack shoes on. That's for uh, sure. these these new race directors. They have <laughs> <harsh> everything. <laughs> 
Oh me, but, uh, I bet you. I bet it wasn't even a drugs test either, was there? Oh, I bet you. Nah. You the course record gets broken. You didn't think to drug test him. I mean, I should have. Eh? Should have. That's, that's the that 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 boy. Yeah. Exactly. Outrageous. I want to see. I, I want to see a good. If you're going to put that in the record books, we want to see a test. <laughs> okay, next year then, Tom. <laughs> Jeez. I'm joking. Yeah. I'm, right. I it sounds very. It sounds very thorough. It was, it was very thorough and, and you know, aside from uh, drug testing and COVID, <laughs> I was COVID more, testing, you know, yeah. COVID testing, yeah, that's more important, but the, the mitigation measures I put in place, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable and, and happy and obviously, um, hopefully the runners, from what I've heard, you know, overall, they said it's a well-organized race, uh, you can tell that I put in a lot of effort, I did, not just myself, but Debbie helped me a lot. And, you know, the volunteers as well. It wouldn't be a race without the volunteers. It wouldn't be a, a race without the runners as well. Um, but, you know, a lot of things went in place to, to make sure that we're, we're 100% confident that this race can take place um, with the safety of, of the runners uh, at, at the forefront. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm delighted. Uh, like I said, the only main take home for me is, uh, yeah, just making sure that we, you know, the, the course is well marked for folks, even though it's a self-supported race. But um, you know, it's having a aside from that, uh yeah, it was a yeah, thank you for all everyone for for helping. Um thank you for Run for it for providing some of the vouchers uh for the prize winners. Thank you for Tam Do Whiskey as well, the the you know for helping and supporting that event. Uh thank you to Active Route as well for providing the the sachets as well for everyone so there's discount codes and i'm going to provide them in the show notes for everyone um so yeah yeah and, and obviously thank you, <laughs> so you didn't even need to you didn't even need to run mugs like me we'll be getting a discount it's all good <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah thanks thanks windswept for all the beer that you've the leftover beer you know uh, i'll be i'm uh, you know i'll be fairly munching through that soon yeah uh that's a that's a half joke um, a lot, there isn't that much beer left uh, thanks to all the volunteers and runners so nice. yeah That's um, great. and then that it's it, yeah I think you know I'm, I'm really happy in terms of the, the, the actual race as well it was really exciting so we had uh, you got it Tommy you got it in one big uh, Chris Richardson got Rico the, Rico I caught that was I couldn't honestly mate called it absolutely called it you did I think it, made, it was that a setup. Did you, uh, you know, did you pay Jason Kelly to come second? Uh, no, I mean, I, you know, I, I just think Chris has been running extremely well this year. He's in great shape, you know, and I think that, that what you, the thing is at the moment, Chris, he, Chris had a, a, a marathon on a pretty rough day, uh, condition wise. And, and that's the thing at the moment, you don't really, people are not racing regularly. So it's difficult to see, unless you're following someone's training and speaking to them <laughs> and seeing how they feel, it's difficult to know what shape they're in. And Jason's in good shape completely, but. Chris, I know Chris is in good shape, and and Chris gets better with these longer distances, and I'm I, I suspected that he would really gobble up a, a distance and a course like that, and I was really pleased with him that he ran really well. I actually wrote, cycled with him yesterday, and he was, um, you know, he's he's, he's very modest, but he, he yeah, it's a great run, really great run. I was, you know, that time is a fast time. I mean, you got the course record to to do that. You know, it was a great day for it. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best day, but like phenomenal time to do that i mean this race has been going on for for years i mean the, cha the course has changed slightly ever so slightly but 
to get a sub for hour and that's just fantastic. And, 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 you know, Jason Kelly, you know, he didn't have the best of days. Uh, we'll give him his due. You know, he, had, he did suffer from stomach cramps. Um, but again, you know, his time was well up there too. Uh, you know, four, 356, 51 for Chris. Uh, Jason Kelly was second, 403, 29. And, uh, you know, Grant Jeans, I knew he was going to be up there in third place before 1955. So, you know, quick times. Uh, yeah. And on, on the, you know, it was a Metro one, uh, one, one for for the Metros, eh? Great to see Nicola do well on the on the women's side. And she's another. She's someone who, who you know, Nicola's Nicola McDonald run re, Metro runners. She's got a strong marathon in her. You only have to follow Strava to know Nicola's and is 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 a really strong runner. And again, I'm not that surprised over that sort of distance that she's she's done well. I think that's that's really it's a great result. And that's her first ultra as well. Yeah. Uh, she just said she's smiling the whole way around. <laughs> and what a time she ran too. 4.53, uh, sub five hours for that. Um, and also, you know, Metro runner too. Uh, Fred and her friend Sarah Simpson was second in 5.38.45, followed by uh, third place Jenny Reese Jenkins in, in third place in 5.41.24. Now, the funniest thing here, right? So... At the end of the race, I'm uh, I'm like, right, oh, Nicola, well done, you, you got the record there. Well, I'm not the record. Um, you got, you know, you you got the the win there, and then Sarah and they were in a different wave. So it was actually someone who 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 was in second, you know, the second girl that that came across, and I was like, ready to give her the second place, and I was like, hold on a minute. This isn't. She might not get it. She, and I looked at her time, and then I thought, no, nah, I can't give her a prize just yet. Yeah. But luckily, I didn't because uh, it wasn't right because of all these waves. That right? People were in different waves. Uh, so I ended up, she was fourth. The Rebecca Easton, I think she was in fourth or fifth. So that's that's very interesting, Kelly. You don't you don't respect the uh, first of the line racing rule. No, well, the cacks is waves, you idiot. No, no, but in a race, it's, it's. I mean, yeah, but it's uh, a lot of races are first of line. I, I, th- I completely agree with the way you've done it because it's waves. But, but yeah. in terms of like a race results, I know a lot of people argue that in terms of prizes should be first over a line. Well, but I agree with you. I completely agree with you. I'm just, I'm, I'm being a little bit of an arse. You are <laughs> being an arse. You arse. <laughs> that's that's no really cool results. Really, it was it was a. Uh, um, I'm I'm really impressed by some of those. That's great. Um, and you know those, those you know Chris and and Nicola those that those results that will send that 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 word will reverberate around the ultra running community in Scotland. You know, there's two new names on the list who were oh, I think who so. are there, yeah, who are there yeah. to compete. Exactly. Yeah, and you know it's it's a great it's a great um, you know kickstart to the the Muddy Way Ultras for next year. Um, but thanks for everyone. You know. Taking you know, hold, holding me on with this race, and uh, thanks everyone taking part. And uh, yeah, we will speak about that later on in the show, no doubt. Can't get my words. Well, you know what? Well, Carl, while you while you try and uh, remember that, we're uh, I'm actually gonna we're gonna quickly move on because we've got Kevin Mitchell's joining us now. Hello, so, Kevin. Welcome to TRS. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, not too bad. So I've just come off another one. So, have you? Blame me. Oh, yeah. What a, what a yeah. man. You're a man in demand, eh? <laughs> uh, well, it, as, as it transpired, we did have some stuff on on Sport in Scotland tonight, just about what was all going on. So, yeah. oh, oh, good. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, do you brilliant. know what? Why didn't you? Well, I think the what a great and best introduction then. Can you just tell us a bit about Scotch Mountain Rescue then for listeners who, who may just know the name and are maybe really not that familiar with what you guys do? 
Sure, okay. Uh, well, I'll kind of, the name's kind of what it says in the tin, Scottish Mountain Rescue. Uh, <laughs> Scottish Mountain Rescue, we don't rescue anybody, okay? We're the representative body for all the Mountain Rescue teams in Scotland, or, the, or uh, 20, 28 out of the 32 Mountain Rescue teams in Scotland. Okay. All the Mountain Rescue teams are, are, are independent charities, but we sort of represent, uh, we represent them uh, with things like insurance provision, um, sorting out things with the government, representing them with Police Scotland, and basically trying to take as much of the of the hassle, if you like, out of uh, out of providing a sort of 24-7 rescue service. Um, okay. So all this, we, the Scottish Mountain Rescue's kind of remit is to try to try to make the job of the teams as easy as possible. Um, so we, we, do, we do have some stuff with regards to development and we try to, we try to do centralised fundraising, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what Scottish Mountain Rescue is. So all the, in your local area, you will know who your local Mountain Rescue team is, um, but we're the sort of representative body that, 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 that tries, to, tries to assist. Right, okay. So do you, I mean, so say, I mean, say take like, uh, you know, Braemar Mountain Rescue, which would be, which would be a group that we, that we've, uh, that we know up here. How do you, do you set, is it like, is it sort of government guidelines that they, they work within or it's just support in terms of the, no, how, how they should operate? Yeah, no, I mean, they're, 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 it's, it's, it's not a governing body. We're, we're not a governing body. So we're, as I say, okay. we just represent them to, to like Police Scotland, things like that. Mm-hmm. So all, all the teams generally have, uh, they generally have their own constitution. Uh, as I say, they're independent charities um, and they have their own training standards and stuff like that. Scottish Mountain Rescue does provide a lot of centralised training. Um, so that's really handy to make sure that when teams are operating uh, alongside each other. So if there's a big incident goes on, uh, as, as it was recently, uh, there was there was four or five mountain rescue teams all operating together, um, and it means that the the kind of the general training standard is all very very similar, uh, which is helpful for search managers and, and and people from different teams working with each other. Great. Now uh, you know you've given us a good overview of of Scottish mountain rescue. What about you? Tell us a bit about Kevin. Oh dear. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, I've been in mountain rescue for uh, nearly thirty years. Um, yeah. Obviously, I started off when I was five. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I was very lucky. I, I, I've climbed all over the world, um, and uh, I've done, done lots of lots of nice things. I have a great love for the mountains. Um, I started off as a dog's body. Some would say very little changed. Uh, my friend had a sardine mm-hmm. dog, search and rescue uh, dog, and I was to go to hide. Uh, and the dog was to come and find me. And that was how a, a number of people who were on these weekends said, oh, you need to come along to the actual mountain rescue team, you know, with the stuff yeah. that you do. Uh, and yeah. it started from there, and it kind of continued on. Um, about five or six years ago, uh, I was uh, I was kind of ended up being voted on as a vice chair of Scottish Mountain Rescue, and that was after I'd spent uh, nearly 14 years as a team leader at Oakhurst Mountain Rescue, which is uh, just outside Stirling. Wow. So that's kind of what, what, where, I, where I come from. And we understand yeah. that you have uh, you've you you held on yourself, and you've had some involvement yeah. in in some events at like the West Highland Way as well. Uh, well, yeah, I, w- I would say I'm probably the, the the probably the worst hill runner you'll ever have on this particular thing. Uh, well, I, 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 I love doing the my hill on. Steady on. <laughs> I host this. Yeah, don't forget about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh, I've done a, I've done a couple of kims, uh, uh, you know, many years ago yeah. uh, when I was a bit fitter. I love love being up the hills. Love running up the hills, actually, to be honest. Uh, but I, I am pathetically slow. Um, I have a, I have a very good friend, uh, a guy called Martin Butcher, uh, who is. Oh uh, yes. Yeah, very very good runner, uh, and I've been yes. support on the West Island Way and uh, and uh, ding ding, and I'm on the Highland Fling. And stuff like oh, that. nice, oh, very good, nice. Yeah, it, it, it's great. It's it's a great it's a great community, and uh, uh, obviously 
get an opportunity to maybe have a, a week out to some of the, the guys in the hill running community and just sort of make sure that people know how to call out Mountain Rescue and, 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 and all the things that go on and run about it. And maybe some of the things to, you know, I, I've been guilty of it myself. I'm just going for a run. I'll be fine. I'll just take a light waterproof, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you, you know, something something maybe that you weren't expecting happens and you find you're maybe not quite as well prepared as you would you would have liked to be. So uh you know it, it, it's, it's it's that sort of thing we were happy to try to do. So on, yeah. on on that, I mean I there's one thing as someone who's not uh you know not a a hill running expert and I see you know you see people you know club running friends on Facebook who are equally not hill runners and you put these posts of oh we're heading off into do X, Y and Z sounds very sounds a big quite a big effort and then I start thinking in the summer, there seem, you know, there, there are risks, but as we start certainly getting to this time of year, you start to think you get, I get more and more concerned when I see this. I guess one thing, how the runners who may not be the, uh, you know, experts in the hill, how should they approach the, their planning for when they want to start running in the in the hills and uh, this time of year? I, I mean, and generally any time of the year. Well, I mean, yeah, this this time of year brings. Oh, the, the, this is the start of when things start to become a little bit more complicated and a little bit more planning and possibly experience needs to be called into play if you want to go up into the into the into the high hills. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think any anybody who wants to start off running uh, in the hills, uh, the first thing you want to do is you want to probably try and get get in tow with uh, the local hill running club because you're going to get a lot of a lot of good advice there. But you know, if you're doing it yourself, I would suggest you don't and go get go get someone mm-hmm. else's equally stupid to do it with you um uh, make sure you know what the weather's doing if you want to start off doing it make sure it's going to be a nice day if it's a nice day and it's still going to get all clouded up uh, and you start off early and you're back early um then you've got very little chance of getting lost uh, unless you're really bad at navigation in which case if you are really bad at navigation do a navigation course before you start it's mm-hmm. actually great there's lots of providers all over the country who'll take you and do a little navigation course most of the guys uh, who are doing uh, hill running generally are on are on some kind of path and it's pretty straightforward to follow that path with just a little bit of knowledge um however bring the clag in bring really bad weather into that and boy oh boy you've got you've got to have some uh, some better better skills mm-hmm. you know so that's quite important one thing you mentioned there is the weather and i you know and again i've seen people uh i had a look on i had a look on on bbc it's got one cloud is there what what advice would you get in terms of again you know it sounds stupid but for 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 people I mean checking the weather what's the what what resources should they be looking towards? You want you want to be you want to be looking at the Mountain Weather Information Service uh, MWIS uh, is the people who who do some extremely good weather forecasting. The other one uh, is. The, uh, weather forecast in Norway, which does very good weather forecasting as well. Okay. Um, so you want to you want to find out what the weather's going to be doing, um, and it, the weather is different at kind of ground or, or, or sort of sea level as it is two thousand feet up a hill, uh, and you'll get a much more accurate forecast with the MWIS forecast. So that's the one I would probably tend to go for. I always have a look at the Met Office and stuff like that, but you also want to be thinking about things like wind chill factors. It can be a lovely day in the valley, uh, little slight breeze. Um, and everybody's happy. Uh, you go up to two thousand feet, two and a half thousand feet. Uh, the wind speed is going to triple. Yeah. Okay. Just, just naturally. All right. So you generally you're going to think, well, it's going to be a bit chilly. Wind combined with rain, and suddenly you've got this wind chill factor, which starts to make everything really, really cold. Um, and if you're if you're equipped for running. Um, you're not really equipped for sitting down and doing nothing. So as long as you're running, mm. generally most folk get away with it. Um, the minute that you have to stop for whatever reason, you're going to get really cold really fast. Um, so you need to know 
you need to be ready for that and you need to be aware of again what the weather's doing um so being aware of what the weather's doing and making sure you've got the right kit now i i fully get it as, as, a, as a bit of an old fart um i try to do everything as light as possible because i don't want to carry it carry any more weight than i have to um but you do need to have a bare minimum of things that you want to be carrying um so yeah it's it's a bit of a balancing act to be honest and what i would say really you know unless you're actually racing does it matter if you carry an extra an extra pound or so of, of a couple of pounds worth of gear? You know, it might just make all the difference if you do happen to stumble over a, a tuft of grass and twist your ankle. You know, mm. I'm so, quite, obviously I'm I'm quite a well seasoned runner um, in terms mm. of hill running, but I'm always learning. I'm always learning. Yeah, every day's a school day, mate. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like even on the hills and even even on a rounder running track, you know, I'll I'll do something daft. Um, but you know, just from you, like if if it's a Say it's a, a it's a cold, you know a really cold day in the hills, um, windy, maybe a little bit of rain. Uh, what what would be the sort of things if I was to go out Saturday at twelve at noon, and and you've got a day where you know not not a not a crazy hill, just a normal, maybe yeah. maybe I like mean, what, that, just a, a Graham or or a Corbett or yeah. something like that. I mean, I, again, I think what's really interesting mate, is I don't think it makes a lot of difference. You know, the the busiest hill for rescues in the Ogles is Damaya, and it's the lowest hill we've got. Really? That's fascinating. Really? Yeah. Versus, um, so, versus... yeah, just the number of people, and it's 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 really slippy, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it's more, it's more the conditions. I guess if, if you're going out at 12 o'clock, I would say you're going out about three hours too late. Yeah, start off early, uh, yeah. get back early. Um, you know, know what time it's getting dark. At the end of the day, you know, this just had the clocks going back. We always get rescues from people who are benighted and they don't have a head torch because they think it's going to get dark that early, etc. etc. So it's just it's kind of like every hobby. You know, if if you're taking up a new hobby, then you need to do a little bit of work. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, take up golf and then not know what a golf club was, you know. So you kind of need to just have a wee look at things. Um, do a little bit of prep. Make sure you've got the right gear. Uh, make sure you've got the right weather. You know, you know so, what the weather's going to be. On, and on, you know, at the end of the day, we don't, we don't, we don't have to go high to get excited. Yeah. You know? yeah. On the on the kit thing, just again, again, you know, we have some listeners who may want to get to the hills and don't have the experience. What would your recommended minimum kit be for this time of year? We're we're quickly approaching December. It's a it's a it's a fine day. Unlike Kyle, they've got to their bed early, so they're leaving at eight o'clock. It's light. Yeah. What what sort of kit would you be uh, suggesting that they they take as a minimum? Well, you need you need you need to have full body coverage with you, whether you're wearing it or not. You know, and and you know, okay, I've done a couple of the Caramel Mountain Marathons. Full body coverage is not something that you can shell peas through, right? It's actually a reasonable waterproof. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so it's got to be someone which is kind of half sensible and it's going to give you protection if you've got to spend an hour or, or longer waiting if you've, if you've twisted your ankle and done someone into what. The best of us could fall over and twist our ankle, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then and then be in difficulty. So you're looking at that. You, sh- you should really be looking at a fully charged mobile phone. You need to have a map and a compass. Mm-hmm. Right? You need to know how to navigate. It's as simple as that. Do not, not, not rely on your mobile phone to navigate with, okay? Um, it, you need to have it with you. Uh, and we can maybe go on to how we how you call out mountain rescue, um, but you need to have it with you. Ideally, a smartphone, and ideally with a thing with an app on it called OS Locate. All right. So you need to have some food with you. You need to have some 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 fluids with you. Obviously, you probably be taking that anyway. But you need full body coverage. Ideally, you want some kind of some kind of insulated jacket if you've got it. Some of the some of the, uh, the insulated jackets nowadays are really light. You know, mm-hmm. and as I say, 
if you're not racing, then you know, does it make a difference? You know, are Absolutely. you really going to not put your insulated jacket in the, in your rucksack or in, in your in your 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 day sack? You know, um, you got You, I'm not. I'm not saying that people aren't respecting, but you really have to respect the hills. And when you've been out in the hills in bad weather, really bad weather, you know how quickly it could change. And I'm sure lots of your lots of your listeners are going, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we know we've been out and we've been out in it and it changed just like that. Um, but mm-hmm. maybe first. Those of us who haven't been out in, in bad weather, the first time you get in bad weather, you get a bit of a fright. You know, mm-hmm. uh, one of the, one of the things I really remember vividly when I first joined the mountain rescue team. Uh, most most mountaineers and hill walkers, if the weather's really really bad, they uh, they kind of go off the hill, which makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we don't have that luxury. Um, if somebody's lost and it's really horrific weather, we still go. And it it took me two or three times of being out in really bad weather to just look after myself. Never mind rescuing mm-hmm. anybody. So you, you have to kind of get used to that. Um, so, yeah, don't underestimate it. And, you know, for the one of a couple of pounds of extra stuff in your bag, it's not a race, you know. Absolutely, um, yeah. Just, just take it in and hopefully, uh, you know, you need, you, need a, you need a head torch, fully charged up head torch as well. In terms of that, uh, you, know, you know, obviously running as well, you know, um, we obviously recommend having someone with you as well, uh, yeah. rather than just yeah, running yeah. yourself. So I think, I think um, everyone, but... I think I think um, there's, there's a balance to be struck. You know, we're, we're not we're not the fun police. You know, some people enjoy walking. I mean, you know, I've, I've done I've done winter walks for myself in the Oakles. You know, and, and it, it can be it can be absolutely brilliant. You know, sort of uh, for your 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 mental health and your physical health. Mm. There's no footprints in the snow. You're walking through. It's absolutely lovely. Yeah. But I knew what the weather was, and it was eight o'clock in the morning when I was up there. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, if if you're doing something and you're not very sure, take somebody with you. It's it's, it's pretty straightforward. Most of us have got run, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but again, I think I think one of the things that I was keen to maybe get across to people is um, you don't necessarily have to necessarily have to be up really high mountains. Um, you just need to be in remote places or or hard to access places um, when you're going to need a mountain rescue team. Uh, mountain rescue teams are not just for mountains; they're basically for places where you can't get vehicular traffic, i.e., an ambulance. Um, and what's really important, and I, what I would really like folks to take away from this, if they could, is um, if if they're in any difficulty on the hill, if they're lost, or if they're injured, um, what they want to do is dial nine nine nine, ask for the police. Really important, you ask for the police, and then mountain rescue. Mountain rescue teams in Scotland are called out by the police. Okay. okay. Um, so that's that's a really important thing to say. Um, it's not not any of the other emergency services. Nine nine nine, police, mountain rescue. If you've got OS Locate on your fully charged phone, you'll be able to tell them where you are. One of the things that mountain rescue teams can do, we have, I think, with Phone Finder on our, on our SARCO systems. We have, we have computerized systems, and I can put somebody's phone number into the system. I can send them a message, and all they have to do is click the link. They don't have to do anything else other than click the link, and I'll then get an exact grid record to where they are. So I can then send rescue teams or helicopters or whatever into exactly where they are. Um, but I mean, again, another thing to, to, to point out is um, just on, on mention helicopters. Don't always assume you'll get a helicopter. Most yeah. folk get lost when it's really bad weather. Helicopters can't fly in really bad weather. Mm. You know? Not very many folk get lost on sunny days. And if they do, they just find the nearest button and walk down it until they get to habitation. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that, that's, as you say, every day is a school day. OS Locate was something I wasn't aware of. I know some people talk about the, um, the three words. Well, yeah, I mean, that's something I've, I've, I'm more aware of, but I don't know. Right, I mean, what, 
Yeah, what three words was was invented? Uh, I think in somewhere like Hertfordshire or Gloucestershire, because some guy was fed up by Amazon couldn't deliver his parcel. Um, which I think <laughs> it's, it's it's a great system. Um, we use grid references, OS grid references to find you. However, on our circle system, we have a what three words box. So if you say to us, "I'm at this what three words," we'll put that into our system and it'll spit out the good reference. So we'll still okay. we'll still know who you are. So always locate is what we prefer. If you've got what okay. three words, we'll work with that as well. Not a problem. Yes. But, the, but the crucial the crucial thing is nine nine nine. Please, please. Okay, that's good. To, that's 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 excellent to know, and I hope our listeners take that in. So, listeners, they, they're they're in trouble. They 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 make the call. I need to. I'm going to call the police here. Ask for mountain rescue. I've got to yeah. locate. What what should they be doing? I'm sure they will get talked through at the time. But what should they be? Yeah. What should they be doing after they've they've contacted um contacted uh, yourself? Uh, basically, if, if we if we do a phone find on you, uh, a, a lot of the time the team leader, the mountain rescue team leader, will actually phone the phone and try and talk to you and say, okay, what exactly is is going on? Yeah. You know. Can you see? What can you not see? Are you mobile? Are you not mobile? Um, and based based on what 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 would the the person is going to tell us is what we're going to suggest that you do. Um, if somebody's disorientated um, and, and and lost, um, there have been situations where we've been able to talk people down. Um, we would obviously that would depend on where they were. If there's any possibility of them walking off something sort of steep and nasty, we wouldn't be doing that. Um, but they want to, they basically want to stay where they are. Uh, unless they're in, a, they're in a physical situation where they actually feel comfortable moving. Because what we can do is we can track them. Because if they, uh, if we do a phone find on them and then we say, okay, can you walk down the path uh, in any direction that you like for uh, a couple of hundred metres? And they go, yes. And then we phone find them again, I'll get a different position. So I'll know which way they've gone, if they've gone north, south, east or west or whatever. Um, and I can say, okay, well, you're actually going the wrong way to get back to where you came from. Turn around exactly where you've gone and walk back, walk back the other way. Um, so there's lots of different options. Um, if somebody's injured, the main thing: stay where you are, get in, get into some kind of shelter, um, get uh, you know, get as much get as much um, out, out, out of the, out of the weather as you possibly can, um, and we'll be coming to get you as quickly as we possibly can. Brilliant. And what what are the? I mean, some people might think. Um, I'm I'm in trouble, but I'm okay. I'm not going to bother phoning the mountain rescue because I don't want to waste their time. And what would you say to that? Uh, what I would say to that is that's not what we want. Yeah. <laughs> um, what we what we 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 don't mind being bothered. Uh, everybody in Scottish Mountain Rescue is a volunteer. Okay, yeah. we do this because we want to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. we're all mountaineers. We're all hill goers. You know, most of us do all sorts of stuff. You know, I do a lot of mountain biking as well. Yeah canoe and kayak and we're all people who love the outdoors we want to help other people who love the outdoors right there's no blame attached you know uh, generally almost no blame attached ever um what we what we'd be saying to them is listen if you're if you're not sure what's happening just phone you can talk to you probably be able to talk to a team leader within about 10 minutes of calling the police mm-hmm. right you can chat someone through if you're okay or, or if we if we just give you that little bit of reassurance navigationally um, you can describe where you are if we know where it is from what you're saying we can give you a little bit of reassurance if not we can come and get you um, better to call us out early than to hang about and wait and wait and wait and then suddenly it gets dark you know if we're looking yeah. for something in the dark it's much more difficult operating in the dark for us is much more difficult Definitely. You know? so yeah we don't if, if, if you end up walking off the hill and you're fine then just phone the police again and we'll, we'll just get stood down it's fine yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, absolutely yeah. We, we would yeah. rather we would rather somebody phoned us and they managed to get themselves out of the situation yeah. uh, than they didn't phone us and things got significantly worse. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, um, that's that's really good feedback because I think most people would would actually assume 
Oh, he's got this. Kel says, "I don't want to bother you. I want to. It's got to be really bad." So that's definitely that's that's for yeah. I think I'll take on it. A lot of other listeners should as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you know, it, it's it, it's something that uh, I mean, a lot a lot of hill runners, a lot of mountain rescue teams um, do first aid cover for a lot of the hill races. Oh, they're certainly we, we certainly do stuff um, locally. Uh, so so you know we we kind of we kind of know the type of people that we're dealing with, and we know we know that you're really supportive for mountain rescue. Um, and at the end of the day, um, you know. It's it's what it's what we do to come and to come and help. So don't ever be scared to call us out. You know, absolutely not. Uh, so. ah. I think other than that, I mean, that's I think that's really good advice. It's not. I think it, it is. It really is really good, good advice. advice. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I can tell you, I've 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 got. A, I just you know, I thought I was like medium prepared. It's yeah. uh, but I tend to go out with guys who know what they're doing. Now I'm. I've got uh, I've got a lot to take care of, which is good. And I hope a lot of listeners take that. It's really useful. You know, I'm I must say, you know, obviously the recent events. Something I don't do is to tell people where I'm going and to do you know take my. I mean, it depends what what I'm doing, but usually the yeah. neck of the woods I'm in, even the hills around me. If if I did something daft mm-hmm. or if I fell over, I would have a long way to you know go back and. Without bothering, you know, not even the mountain rescue side, just telling my wife or just I'm going yeah. over here just in case it happens. Like, because it can just take, uh, you know, it's like you say, if you've not got your jacket on or something, you might be a mile, two miles down the a main road. But if you don't take your phone, if you've got a broken leg and you haven't got a jacket on, then, yeah. man. It's, it's yeah, so- I mean, I, I, a few years ago, I was I was acting as a casualty for our mountain rescue team, so I had my whole running gear on, mm-hmm. and I, I had a, I, then I had my gear, my normal gear on top of it, you know, a, pro- a proper jacket and, and bits and pieces, yeah. and it was a, it was a night exercise, um, and uh, I saw the lights, the head torches coming up in the distance. So I thought, oh, that's the boys coming up, right? I'll take my outer layer off now, and yeah. I'll just lie at the side of the path like a stricken walker in my in my whole running gear, and I slightly underestimated it. They were probably about half an hour. Uh, and this was probably it probably was November actually it was certainly oh, wow. early uh, and I was I was actually really really cold by the time they got there so half an hour and it wasn't horrendous conditions it wasn't it wasn't um, you know poor rain or anything you'd be really surprised if you if you're in if you're in your general leggings uh, and a kind of technical top you're yeah. going to get you're going to get cold real quick so as I say it, it is it is kind of important you know I think as well you know we're we're we are high risk because. You know, being hill runners, we think you know we're wearing less clothes. You know, mm-hmm. a hill walker is going to be going slower, but they they usually got enough warm layers on compared to a runner. A runner will be, ah, oh, I'll wear my shorts, my vest, and I'll have my backpack on. Depends, depending what the conditions are like. But yeah. if you're right. If something bad goes, it ha- happens, and you've got no help and no resource. No. Yeah, I mean, as I said, you know, you know, we're 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 not we're not the fun place, you know. We know we know that hill running is a, is a, is a separate sport from hill walking. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it, all, all we're really saying is, you know, know how to call us out. You know, nine 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 police mountain rescue. Make sure you've got full body cover, possibly a really lightweight kind of yeah. fleecy coated jacket thing or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, a wee head torch, little tiny head torches is absolutely brilliant. You know, it doesn't have to be anything at all. Mm-hmm. Make sure your phone's charged up, really important. Stick away, locate on it. Your jobs are good and really, you know, and then go and have a great time. But take somebody with you, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Really good advice. Uh, Tom, you got any closing I don't know. I mean, thank you, Kev. This is excellent. Really good. I think, you know, as Kelsey's given recent events, I think it's really, it's a good time to reinforce this. You know, we really are getting to winter. People still keen to get out. So, yeah, I really hope that um, people 
people will hear it. And if, listeners, if you've got any questions, get in touch with us. We can we can pass them on. We we'll put you in touch with with our Kev or any mountain rescue teams. It's, you know, I think there's a, it's really important that you prepare yeah. it. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm happy to come on again if 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 if, if people want more questions, ask some bits and pieces like that. You know. Um, so yeah, happy to do that. But as I, as I say, uh, very very keen. And also, if there are any any of your listeners out there um, who who want uh, who want us to do any other bits and pieces, uh, my job within Scottish Mountain Rescue as the vice chair, well, one of the things I, I look at is communications, and we're, we're trying to go through different channels now. There's a real there's been a real increase in call outs with the lockdown. Uh, people mm. wanting to get up the hills and doing different things who maybe not been up the hills quite so much before. Uh, and again, you know coming on a podcast is a first for me um, but uh, it, it's something that we would like to try to use different channels because the people who we normally deal with um, sort of like Mountain Rescue they like Mountaineer in Scotland for example but we're trying to get the message out to, to maybe some of the other groups who use the help mm-hmm. so it's been brilliant for, for, for me to speak to you guys and hopefully get the message out to, to the whole running community it's been really good so thank you that's great yeah. we have, well, we have, thank you as well yeah. Kevin really appreciate it um, it uh, saves us rambling shite all the time as well so. exactly <laughs> Absolutely, and and you've we are definitely taking up on that offer. So don't uh, so uh, you've made a mistake there. But yeah, thank you, thank you, Kevin. We'll speak to you. We'll be in touch. We'll speak to you soon. Uh, and yeah, look forward to catching up. Okay, guys. Thanks. All the best. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so much, Kevin. Cheers. That was excellent. Really good advice, listeners. So if you are going out um, in the hills, please come back. Episode one two seven. It's about twenty minutes in. Have a listen to that and make sure that you are prepared. And it doesn't matter how how many grey hairs you've got, how many hills you've been up, it's not bad to refresh no, it and, and make yeah. sure that you're aware of it. Um, so, yeah, really that's good. One thing, that's one thing I didn't know about was the OS Locate or the three words. I only learned the three words uh, at the weekend as a race director. Okay. You know, because a few folk were potentially meandering the wrong way. Obviously, I haven't got back to the end, but... You know the three words. It's something new that I I didn't know anything about. I mean, I mean, there's two, um, the first three words: tart running shorts. That's that's three words number one. You need to know. But then after, after I that, that is. yeah, that is where where on earth is that? Yeah, that's that'll where be the somewhere gold in the somewhere new to be. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, great, Kev. That was yeah, really enjoyed you getting on. Um, really enjoyed that. Brilliant. So, well, uh, I suppose, uh, we've rambled enough about that, but moving on from one in, one awesome straight interview on. to, to <laughs> the second part of, of the Jake Whiteman interview uh, that we that I did, I, I caught up with him a few weeks ago. So here goes part two of the one and only Jake Whiteman. I'm looking forward to your progress next year, and you know you getting getting a couple of weeks. Uh, now you're back doing your winter training now, are you? Yeah, just yeah. I'm I'm starting back slowly this week, so it's been yeah. It's got I got to be careful just because the stories I've heard about people coming back from COVID, it, it can come back and bite you um, a few weeks down the line. So it's got to be real sensible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know what? I, I think in terms of you, you know your your kind of current your future the way you see it in terms of running you know you you're obviously going to be sticking to athletics for the time being whether or not it's in the sidelines or still on the the starting line (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) do you think you're going to be you know pushing an orange round a round a track soon or do you think you'll uh, (laughs) do you think i hope not yeah i think i need to be locked up if if that comes to it because i definitely (laughs) don't see myself doing it um now i think like i kind of want to stop uh when I feel like I'm still running well, yeah. um, 
And my thing is that I do the sport because I love the com- competitive side of it and yeah. I love doing well. So as soon as I feel like I've stopped being able to uh, fill my potential and run as well as I want to be, then I'll probably stop. Um, yeah. And like my thing is that I reckon I'll take some time away from the sport um, and that I'd want to coach. And if, if I get back into running myself, it'll probably just be on a recreational side. Yeah. Um, like the other option is step up in distance and like go up to marathons. But for me, I feel like my best, uh, my best performances will always be over like 1500 and 800. So okay. yeah, I, I don't know when that day will come. I hope it will be later than, than, uh, than I think it will be. Um, but we don't know, do we? Like you don't know how much like life you got left in your body and you never know. The sad bit is you never know when your best year is while it's happening. It's yeah. only afterwards. So I hope mine are still to come. Um, well, that I can think, have a good few years after. Oh, absolutely. Well, fingers crossed it will be. And, you know, you're, it's just been brilliant to watch your, your progress. Um, Thanks, man. So bef- before you go, we've got, uh, as I mentioned, we've got some, some fartlet questions for you. Uh, yeah. So they're, they're nice and simple. So then, you know, uh, nothing will catch out, hopefully. Um, nah, nah, I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> Indoor or outdoor? Oh, uh so i don't normally do indoors but I, i'd say outdoors just because that's what i mainly do but i only started indoor running a few uh like 2018 was my first proper season and it's class like it the is, atmosphere it's like it's yeah like it's amazing like, yeah yeah it's like you have to have your like wits about you but yeah. yeah the racing is just so much more exciting for us and probably for people to watch as well so yeah <laughs> actually i might just say indoors for that i don't know why i'm like <laughs> nice. against it but, yeah. what's your previous meal uh mine i used to be so weird with it so my the last one i used to eat uh on my day actually when i the last meal i'd eat would be it's tragic it'd be plain pasta just olive oil because i was paranoid about getting an upset stomach from having anything else and then i'd have like three hours before it's tragic it's like dry wraps because that was <laughs> like the the most tolerable dry bit of like bread and then uh i think i'd have like jaffa cakes and like a cereal bar yeah. And then I saw the nutrition, she was like, nah, like, what are you doing? So, <laughs> probably like four or five years ago, I moved to like, I'll have like pasta with, I don't know, like sauce, meat and veg or whatever the hotel's got. And then I'll have like a uh, peanut butter bagel three hours before and then like a cereal bar an hour and a half. So yeah, I've, I've got it a bit better now. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> That's amazing. So right, this is a, this is a question that is, might be a difficult one to a- answer, but I'm thinking of a distance that both your dad and yourself would would, would race, uh, both at your prime. Now, I'm going to yeah. go for a 3,000 or maybe even a 5,000. Who do you think yeah. you would win? So he was a 1345 5K guy. Um, and I'd hope, I'd hope I could get him on that, but <laughs> probably not. Like I think 5K, he would get me and anything lower. Like I'd back myself in a 3K. <laughs> so, yeah. the, the one thing I always think I'd, I'd love like my dad was he was a four flat miler as well but yeah it'd been interesting to be able to wind back the clock and train with my dad and see what he was like as a as a athlete because yeah. like the, the toughness he shows on me as a coach I hope that he was a tough athlete and I'd love to, be able to catch him out and see if he was a bit a bit soft when he was an athlete you don't have uh, all these, you know, the, these Google Analytics, you know, to see what folk are doing these days, you know. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Yeah, we don't have the luxury. That's brilliant. What's, uh, you know, you're, you're a New Balance uh, athlete, I, I take it. Is yeah. that still the case? Are you, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm sure you've, you've got your favourite kind of apparel and your shoes. So what's, uh, 
what's the go-to race shoe for you and the go-to training shoe? So training shoe, I, I need a bit of support when I run. So I wear a shoe called the H60, oh, yeah. um, which is like probably their their main, it's that and there's one called the Bongo, their main like structured yeah. uh, shoe. Um, so that, that served me well. And then uh, race-wise, like if I was on the roads, I would wear, um, they have a shoe called the 1400, which is a, probably like a marathon shoe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now they've brought out the fuel cell like TC and the RC Elite, which are class like their their yeah. new marathon shoe. Um, otherwise, there's a shoe. You wear them as well. Like, I've, I've worn them. I've worn them once, and there. I've never worn like the Nike equivalent, but yeah. for me, the New Balance yeah. ones feel so nice. And I'd say that that's how I can imagine the others feel like. Um, yeah. Otherwise, there's like a shoe called the Hanzo that that you would wear for like five Ks, which I yeah. love. It's like a really lightweight racing flat. Yeah. Um, they've got honestly yeah. like, I'd say like for New Balance there the range of shoes they have is so like so vast yeah. they've got so many different shoes for different like even like for different distances on the road you have so many different options it's class yeah brilliant yeah no it's um, it's, it's there's so many lies to where you balance shoes as well and you know which ones did you have oh god I think it was the 1080s I used to wear them like, yeah they're good uh, shoes it's, yeah, it's hard because like the numbers are confusing after one. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now nah, I really like them. They fit my feet. They've got quite a, you know, they're not, they're quite roomy. I've got really wide feet, so it gives you. Yeah, yeah. You can go up the the whips in them, eh? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like a hobbit, me. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, you got big old like flippers. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I think I've got like bird feet. Like I oh, could yeah. do them narrow or anything. Yeah. No, no wonder you like you know you spring spring along the track the way you do. Eh? <laughs> yeah, just like I can't stand still very well because I'll balance. There's a load of face because of oh, yeah. It's wonder why you're bouncing about there. <laughs> yeah, that's what you need. To be nice. good for that. Uh, what's your favourite movie? Uh, have you seen Catch Me If You Can? Aye, uh, yeah, exactly. That's class. Like, yeah. My yeah. dad showed me that when I was young and it's like everything about it. And the fact it's a true story, I love that. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm drawn yeah. in by stuff that's real. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it just tells a way better film because of that. Aye. Yeah. What yeah. about you? What's, what's yours that? Oh, no one's asked me that. Jeez, it's, uh, it's, I don't, that's a good point. I, I don't really know. I think I was you've asked. asked it so many times, you never thought about it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Christ, you've put me in the spot here. I've got no idea. Oh, God. You're a big, a big movie guy, though. What's that? I like movies. I've, I just don't know what I've... What I've I don't know. Like, you know. I like something like Lord of the Rings or something long and boring, you know. Uh, I'll disappoint you with that, and I've, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Have you not? No, I don't like fantasy stuff too much. So yeah, yeah I, I that, that's it. why you know that treadmill challenge. Uh, any, anything long and boring is just fine, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's that's your jam, isn't it? It was like that. Yeah. I'm saying you're saying about your Hobbit feet. You can feel that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just take me to that world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, immerse yourself along <laughs> with them. <laughs> oh, jeez. What's your uh, favorite race? Uh, just my, my favorite race. That performance or my favourite place to race? Uh, yeah, well, fa yeah, favourite race as in like, yeah, favourite place to race, yeah. Uh, mine's, favorite uh, so my favourite like stadium to race would be Olympic Stadium because um, I went to like so many of those uh, sessions in 2012 because my dad could get tickets from the announcing. So yeah. the memories from the atmosphere in there is class and I, oh, I never yeah. really like get bored of racing in that stadium. 
Um, and it's a quick track as well, which helps. So for nice. sure there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And what about your favourite performance that you've run? Uh, away from champs is probably, uh, yeah, in 2017, I was lucky enough to win in Oslo over 1500 um, in the Diamond League, which yeah. for me was like a pretty big deal because you're, oh, you're right. winning race against like the best in the world at the time so yeah that, that was special for me and it's a place where there's so much history yeah. um, especially like British middle distance running like all the greats have won there so I managed to just sneak myself in with them nice <laughs> there's also a lot of big performances that come out of Oslo eh? like over the years yeah yeah nice. no, it's a good it's, a, it's such a good that's a good place to run like yeah. they seem to appreciate athletics in Norway big time so yeah. that's a class place to go amazing um, what's your favourite session Favourite session? Uh, fast stuff. So, like, probably uh, we do, uh, like, 200s, but, like, 10 or 12 of them, and I'd be hitting, like, 23s, 24s, stuff like that, wow. where, or, like, 300s, where we'll be doing, like, five off of uh, five minutes. Um, yeah. Just, like, I, I love, like, speed endurance stuff where the lactic gets high and you're flooded yeah. with it by the end. Like, that's what I my go-to is. I love that. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah. So what, what about your worst race experience? Uh, ooh, I've had, uh, I've, I've never, so my thing is I've never dropped out of a race and I never would. I have once when my hamstring went after a few first hundred metres, so that was pretty, pretty rubbish. But yeah. I think as a kid, I probably had some rubbish cross countries. So uh, whenever we used to race at, kind of the park for nationals i'd either have a good run or a bad run and a bad run there was shocking um so i remember once i think i was hoping to make the mini marathon team which i think was top yeah. what did it take is it top six or something like that they would have uh, in the young athlete stuff yeah. and i ended up being like 30th and i just had a horrible horrible day it, it's, it's brutal it's like going um going up those hills uh yeah. it's horrible yeah. like that one at the start or that like, used to be at the start I and then there was one yeah the wee loop yeah as you come around past that lake do you remember that yeah. one that goes straight up oh yeah 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 if you're having a bad day that is a mountain in it <laughs> and everyone watches you as well because it's the nationals you're like jesus yeah that's what i'm waiting it's still so yeah it's, it's not a nice place to run bad yeah, walk a shame up that hill when you're running oh you're go, you're going yeah mate, honestly it is a walk isn't it a walk of shame <laughs> for sure <isn't> it? <laughs> Oh dear. Morning shuffle or evening saunter? Uh, morning shuffle. I always feel better in the mornings running than I do in the evenings. Yeah. Um, wherever, whatever people are up for, I'd rather run with people in the evening uh, than the morning because you're a bit more chatty. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what yeah. about, what's your, this is quite an interesting, your favourite running hero? Uh, I'm a big Seb Co fan. Like, oh, nice. Big Seb Co fan, yeah. So I've been lucky enough to like get to know him a little bit. Uh, the last few years so he, he the, the, that was the nicest thing after after Oslo um, it's up on up over there actually like he um, he wrote to me like a handwritten letter and I wasn't expecting it and it came in the post oh really um, oh, say like well done and stuff and like how, how well he thought I'd run oh, so we God. framed that so if there was a fire that's probably one of the first things I'd grab because I was like blown away by it yeah oh Wow, cool, that's that's incredible. Well, um, I think your dad's going to be kicking off that he's you're not seeing you're not seeing his name, no doubt. But oh, he, he knows that I'd probably send my mum ahead of him as well. He's not even <laughs> number one in my family for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. What, what's your favourite cake or biscuit? Oh, uh, biscuit. It's you know those little chocolate leibniz. Um, 
Oh yeah. They're, they're um, the blue box, the little rectangle ones. Like they're, they're unreal. They're uh, like Andy yeah, like Kirk's, uh, got toffee pops from from like some random place like Home Bargains or something. No, that's <laughs> weak, isn't it? I wonder if you could choose that. Right? <laughs> I thought like like we go to Front Row a fair bit. He's there now, and like yeah, it's not yeah. a cake necessarily, but the pastries there are like better than any cake or biscuit you could have. They do almond crust ones that you you'll never have them anywhere else. It's yeah. like beautiful. Yeah, so nice. Noted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's worth going for like. A few days just to have one of them <laughs> off season, eh? <laughs> yeah, on oh, nah, that like, in hard training, you can excuse yourself as well. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, a couple more favorite beer. Uh, I love like lagers are my beers, so yeah. like, I beer Moretti is what I like drinking, which nice. is like it's pretty bog standard in it, but yeah, because I don't have I don't drink during like training or during the season, so. Uh, like, yeah, like any any beer during off season tastes like good to me, but like that's why I choose if I had the choice. Yeah, amazing. Now, uh, you know, I know you're. I know you obviously, you know, you're not a big, you're not drinking that much, but we always ask this to our interviewees. It's um, if you were to do a beer mile, uh, what do you think you could you could run a beer mile in? You know, it's funny because like. L- Loughborough always had one, and oh, I, I never did it just because. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't want to be like the one doing that, but <laughs> I think my best shape to do it would have probably been in my first year of uni. Uh-huh. Um, what's the world record? I'm not saying I could get it, but to feel like <laughs> no, here we go. <laughs> nah, nah. Is it is it four thirty? It is. I think it's like four thirty. Yeah. So, so a minute. Yeah, a minute. You've got a minute handicap here, you know. Yeah, so so I'm actually all right at like the speed I can down a drink at, but it'd be what the drinks do to me by the fourth one. Um, so I'd be better at beer mile than chandamal, which is at the pint. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to give it a go at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say I could go under five. I hope for sure, like just from being able to run alone. But like I'd have to make sure my drinking shape is as good as my running is by that point. Yeah, like oh, that, that's old words. Like someone's gonna hold me to that, and I'm gonna run like six minutes or something. But so if yeah. you get a world record, you know a, a legit world record. This is your, you know, this is this is your. That, the, the world record, it's mad though, isn't it? Like oh, sorry, the yeah, breakdown right. of that and what he actually had to run. Yeah. Like his, yeah, his, his splits would have been stupid. Yeah. Have you done one before? I have. Yeah. I've. Uh, well, no one believes me. Uh, but I have. I've got evidence of it. But I just can't find the video. I ran a. I did a six fifty two. Um, yeah. The last beer mile I That's ran. I ran like twelve minutes. <laughs> just, did you? I don't. I just couldn't do it. I just puked and oh, I was a. I was a. Did you after how many did you go after like three or something? Oh, I'd like after two, two, you know, two drinks. I was, I was, I was gone. You know, like I don't know just what liquid in your stomach. I don't know. Just two. I think it was ten years later. So you know, it's probably yeah. that's probably what it is. I'm just not used to it. But uh, you need to find another one, mate. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know if you could do like a. Uh, 24, 24 hours, like <laughs> a, a every, every hour. I don't know if that'd be too bad to be fair. 24 pints would be like pretty brutal, oh, wouldn't it? But yeah. Well, we've uh, have you heard of um, Rob Thomas from HBT? Uh, he's like, uh, uh, no, I don't know. He's, he did like 100 miles and 100 beers in uh, 100 hours. Did he, did he do it? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, How he's bad like, was he by the end? Because like, oh, the more you're running, the more battered you're gonna get. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's like he's in the sixties now. Like, but uh, yeah, that was that was uh, that, we're gonna try and get him on the show. But he's he's got, he's, he's got that's savage, isn't it? <laughs> the 
honestly, the drinking shape to be in that would far outweigh the running shape you're in. I think mentally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is a uh, this isn't a drinking show. This is you know someone top <laughs> class year level, and it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on board. So just for the list, just for the listeners, who who could how can we like how can they follow you? Uh, how can they get in touch? Not obviously get in touch, but follow you. You got you've got Instagram and yeah, like Insta is probably the one that I use the most, but. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm pretty responsive on it as well. So if people had any questions or want to know anything, that like, I'd I'd try and get to it at some point. Um, but yeah, like Instagram, I got like a Facebook page. Which I don't use too much Twitter. Um, but yeah, like yeah, I, I hope, uh, yeah, I hope my stuff is worth following in the first oh, place. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, <laughs> well, Jake, you uh, you you set up and recover and you know make sure that you're you know you're. You get that sort of time off, reset, and yeah, uh, you know, look forward to to following your progress. Um, you know, later on in the year and in the next year. So, yeah, so I want to see another world record attempt from you. <laughs> yeah. It'll be off. It'll be off the radar if I ever do again. Eh? But just won't stream it. Is that what you? <laughs> that OG treadmill. If, if you've got one, just just let me know. Oh yeah, I might jump on that step fifty grand to get one. Whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> ah <laughs> oh, brilliant right well thanks so much for that it's been yeah brilliant thank you so much ah, pleasure. Yeah. Speaking to you. yeah great thank you jake again that was that's brilliant i i listened to part well, i haven't listened to part two yet so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting it but really uh really good to get you on um kyle right so we're on to results i feel like we've gone 360 we're back we're back to space side <laughs> we've, we've already talked about the space side wave results we're not giving rico any more coverage uh he's, he's had enough glory for one day eh? i think i mean do you know what? i think we've covered the space side results have we I think we have, yeah. Have I think we have. Um, I'm actually yeah. looking at results now, uh, and I don't. Do you know? I really don't see much. It was supposed to be the Asics Windermere Marathon uh, recently cancelled. Um, we had on the weekend, what were we, the 14th? We had there's a bunch of races. Space I way we had that. Um, I don't know if the Glentress races went ahead. I'm not sure. Oh, I pass. I doubt I'm it. I doubt sure. it. Don't but think I mean, that happened. Um, no, I, I, I'm not, I don't think there was much. I mean, one uh, of the things, I, I suppose, you know, one of the things, the reason, one, the, the re, one of the reasons our event actually went ahead was because of the tiers, the tiered system. And, and most of the races are in the tier three area and tier, you know, or, or even the tier two area. And, and it, it might even prevent some of the, you know, the runners, most of them would, would have potentially been in the tier three area. So they, there's not really any, it's not it's not there's not enough runners to to make the race happen and, and luckily we we had most of the runners were in the tier one area in Murray and that's one of the reasons the race actually happened um but you know we're incredibly fortunate to to actually make the event happen and incredibly grateful that we did because everyone had a massive smile on their faces it was great to see um especially you know with all the things that have been happening in the last few months uh, so you know a real lease of life for some some runners who potentially haven't had a race for a while so um yeah i'm incredibly grateful for uh, all the all the support and all the um you know all the help as well and sponsors who, who who made the event happen and provided some of the prices and goodies so 
I've got Thank results. You. I've got results. Blast running. You got results. Fifteenth of November. Blast running. A, a group that I think we may have slated in the past. So I take that back. You've gone <laughs> yeah. from being like some from being mercenary, money grabbing, organ, race organizing Asian to the saviors of races. So uh, we take. I take back. All is forgiven. Blast running. <laughs> I actually, I'm joking. I think we were quite supportive about blast running. They organized the five k in Edinburgh, I believe, on on uh, what would have been Friday. The 15th? Yeah, uh, no, yesterday, in fact, blame me. And uh, that was a win for Paul Kieran of PH Racing uh, in 1655. Second place, Michael Fullerton, Edinburgh AC in 1733. And third place, Daniel Saunders Christorfin, who's a youth male, apparently, in 1743. And I'm going to go down to fifth just because fifth place, Martin Butcher, PH Racing Club, 1816. Martin's a a good friend of the show. Martin needs to come on the show at some point. He's had a name check from Ali Sutherland, and now he's had a name check from Kev Mitchell of of Mountain, of uh, Scottish Mountain Rescue. There so you go, eh? so there that you was go. good. And then on the ladies' side... Talking about was... Ali Sutherland, he was uh, racing at, at Spaceside too, and uh, apparently um, he, he's... I don't. He doesn't know that I know this, but I know this. Uh, every year he gets a Spaceside Way medal, and he hangs it up in his wall. So he's uh, got a Spaceside Way wall of, of all his medals. And this year there was no ribbon because it was a key thing, and he's. Huh. Uh, I think he'll be kicking off. But Ali, I hope I hope you don't mind. But um, you know, if you need a ribbon, I've I've got a spare ribbon from last year. I can give you. Lovely. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. He's probably hung up with a shoelace or something. Already. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But um, and just on the results, so Kirsten Lowney was the first female at blast running five k at Gypsy Bray. In a time of 1817, Kirsten, Kristen, sorry, Kristen Lowney. Kristen is PH Racing. Uh, second place was Julie Menzies or Julie Mingus of PH Racing in 1927. And third place was Julie Atkinson, Lothian Running Club, 2006. So well done for uh, for that uh, race coming in. That was great. Brilliant, brilliant. So, well, I mean... There's not, there's nothing really else happening. Uh, some more drug treats happening, I think. Uh, what was it? Two years ago, the 2017, 1500 meter world champions been been tested positive. Is that Isn't right? Everyone really bites like dust, but you know you can you can check out the article, uh, no doubt. Um, but yeah, other than that, TS run of the week, Tommy. Who is it? TS run of the week. Rico, 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 Rico. Has he had it before? I don't care if he's had it or not. He's he's uh he's fully deserving of it. Has anyone had the the TRS run of the week twice yet? Uh, I think Morag Miller might have had it twice. There should be a TRS race director of the week. (laughs) Race director. I don't know the guy who organises blast running, but we can send him it. It'll be in the post. The uh, yeah, the anyway. Well, I think, unless I mean, I, I think it's a no brainer ultra debut win course record it's by a, heavy ultra. bias being a friend of the show. Is, is Rico not done a, an ultra before? Is that his first one? Yes, his first one. He's done, I mean, he's done uh, Larry Grew, but that's that that's people call that an ultra is taking a big come Pass off it, come off it. It's a long marathon, is what it is. <laughs> it's 27 miles, an ultra. I don't know. I, 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 you, I, we had this discussion once on here. You said once 50k yeah, is 50K, what it requires. 50K, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll let you off. I'll let but, you um, I'll, I'll give it to Rico. You've your TS run of the week, man, and you've thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a pleasure watching you <laughs> smash that sub four hour mark. Uh, 
It, it, you know, big, making the course three miles short is, I'm joking. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, That's yeah. Cool. Well... Um, but no, I think, I mean, I, I jest with the race director. You've done a great job, mate. It's, I think uh, it's great. I, I really, I look forward to the Dava way next year. That That's the only one I might jump back for if I can get myself well, in a 50k shape. Well, good. Well, the, the only thing I'm going to say is that if you find my race in France yet, that I'm, you know, I need a goal, Tom. I've not, got no goal. Well, so not I'm yet, going, but I'm I know. I'm getting bigger and bigger as, as, the, as the, the, the clock's ticking away. Eh? Oh, mate, uh, tell me about it. I think we need to, TRS is going to have to um, really get some, get some winter training to go. But I actually, I did actually find you some stuff. Um, let me let's go through it next week because it's a, oh, quite a list. Okay. I've had oh, to, it's, there's a, I, I managed to find the. Have a, you're desperate to have a friend in France, aren't you? The, yeah, I am, yeah. The Federation <laughs> Francais d'Athletisme is the, oh, the, fr- right. the, the, the French uh, Athletics Association, whatever they're called. But anyway, I've been on their website and I've managed to find more information about races and there That's are amazing. a lot. But what oh. I don't have, so if, and I, I don't think we have any French listeners, but if we do, I need a, I need a, I need like some group to train with. So and let, so let me. I need some pals. Yeah. So if there's, <laughs> um, I it's weird though, and I'm looking forward to actually sharing this venture into a different yeah. running um community with, with listeners. But it seems to be either like super serious track or super non-serious road groups, and I, I don't want to blitzle either. But you know me, I'm not someone who's going to train for running 800 time. That's just not me. But yeah. equally, I don't want to just meet up for an easy 5k couch to 5k that i can't find the the serious road group so oh, really? i'm sure they exist but it's just yeah. yeah not quite uh not quite clear wow well the only other thing i was going to mention was uh really yeah thank you again folks for ordering your shorts uh the the button i think we are past that number now it's going to be triggered this week isn't it, it? will be yeah i think i had a look yeah. at last week we were down to after the podcast Nudge, we got to one. I think we were one short. So we're there. We're two over. We're two over. Are we two over? We're two over. So the congratulations, the person who yeah, Kyle's doing some virtual champagne uh, spraying there. The person, the person who went for the last one was James McLeod. Well done, James McLeod. You've, uh, you've actually. He's the second one over. The person who nudged it on there was a. Uh, I think it might have been Ian, Craw- Ian Crawford. So, right. So what's going to happen now, guys, there, there is going to be, we're going to trigger the order. We are going to email you all and ask for your address and give you information about shipping times. And hopefully we can get it in time for Christmas. Look at that, eh? A wee Christmas present for you. Fantastic. Uh, and then, you know, just in time for the big reveal. Exactly, all you, yeah. Uh, all you Tartan Running Shorts uh, fans. You guys are going to be in for a massive treat. You'll be delighted to hear it, no doubt. Can I, you know, this is a completely just because I've seen the list of, I'm, I'm looking at list names and I'm thinking about people listening to TRS. So I'm off on a tangent here. A bit of news, right? This is really, this is such niche Scottish athletics news. Well, there's two bits of news, actually. The first one I want to talk about, and we should have maybe put it in the news section. So big shout out to Mark Monroe. So Mark Monroe is, is moving on to, to go to British Athletics. So Mark Monroe, who listeners will know as the current uh, chief exec of Scottish Athletics, Mark has been on the show in the past. Um, I can't remember the, the name of the interview, but I'm sure if you were to, to go back and look, yeah. I would put my mortgage on it being top 100. But anyway, Mark, yeah. is, uh, he's done a fantastic job for you know, Scottish Athletics at the helm. We're big, really, you only have to look at the, the performance levels we're achieving now, the way the sport right. has grown, them, how awesome. amazing the sport's 
become and do the great team he's got below him. I'm sure he's developed them a lot, which is great. So um, Mark is moving on to British Athletics, actually. So, so UK Athletics, I should say, which is um, you've oversee development, coaching and officiating, which is great for UK Athletics. So that's, that's great. Um, so congratulations to Mark. We look forward to hearing um, news of your successor. Um, the other bit of news I wanted to touch on is, uh, this is a bit of a bizarre one. Mikey Wright's retired. <laughs> what? Unbelievable. Mikey Wright, he's, he's retired. It's all over Twitter. He's retired. Hang up his racing boots. <laughs> Mikey, what are you doing? <laughs> so just... Michael Wright, again, another TRS interview, you know, big contributor to the Scottish Athletics circuit. He's been, uh, you know, he's he's the secretary at Central. I understand he's stepping down, involved in the Road Race Commission, you know, a real servant of the sport. Michael is going to focus on coaching, which is cool, really cool. Wow. Well, I mean, he, he, he did finish his marathon debut with a bang, you know, in 225, so... Good, good job. I mean, you know, he is a busy guy. Eh? I mean, he's always doing, you know, coaching. You know, he's on the commission. He's, he's, he's a full time. He works full time. He's, he's got kids, and wow, amazing. Uh, well, what way to bow out as well. Two time, two time, and reigning Scottish marathon champion. Let's not forget, and exactly. reigning Elvington uh, Airfield marathon champion. So, yeah, well done, Mikey. We salute you. Enjoy wow. your retirement. <laughs> Enjoy, Enjoy the next it. 50 years of retiring from races. <laughs> you, you know, that's a, I, I'm going to call I'm him out here. He'll be back. He'll be back for a vet medal. Yeah. I'm telling you. Define retirement though. Like, you know, if you, if I said I was retiring, I don't know what that would mean because I'm not doing anything at the moment. Well, though. yeah. I mean, like, yeah, much- I don't know. Like it's, it's a hard time to be motivated to, I'm, I'm doing as, as little, but I'm just doing, I've got just a maintenance phase at the moment so that I'm, if I do find a goal, I can start training accordingly to it. But I just haven't got the time to be training like I was doing pre-treadmill challenge. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's difficult. It really is difficult. And Let's have a chat in the next couple of weeks about 21 goals because I, I've, I've got to say, I really need to start um, thinking about what the plan is and, and what to shoot for. I, it's probably going to be something like a 10K in February. Try and see if I can get get towards PB shape for that. But I am I, I feel you, man. Like, it's not easy right now. I know we're going on a tangent. We we're about to close off the show, but it's so difficult to choose a goal at the moment because the uncertainty of it. Like, you can say, all oh, right, Tommy's going to run a t- fast 10K in February, but it might not happen. So you're training your arse off mm. for a, a race that could potentially be cancelled. And you might, you might not get a race until the summer. And you're like, you know, I mean, it was good that you're keeping fitness and things, but, it's, it's the argument, it's like whether or not all that hard training and all that sacrifice um, is, 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 is almost, you know, the longevity of your running, is that going to be uh, impeded by, by that block that you've run or, or you've, mm. you've undergone? So that's, that's the way I see it because I'm, for, pers- personally for me, I'm, I feel that I'm at the end, that I'm maybe at the peak of my 5K, 10K a, a couple of years ago, whereas now I'm like, I don't think I've reached my peak in ultra running. So mm-hmm. I don't want to be absolutely hammering it just now because I might reach my peak when there's absolutely no races in the next few months. Um, yeah. So it's a really difficult one for everyone, I think. Um, but hopefully in the near future, we'll, we'll have an idea of how things are going to develop if new vaccines are coming out and there's maybe a little bit of hope coming, you know, starting to appear. Uh, mm-hmm. And and we, we, we have successfully been able to, 
do races in, in, in under these these restrictions and and a lot of organizing a lot of efforts gone gone on gone underway but it can happen and we, we're lucky enough that our sport isn't an, it's a non-contact sport yeah. so we can do things maybe it, it's just going to be different for a few months so there's there's ways and means that we can do it so i think i'm going to leave on that note tom and it um, sounds good so well listeners but, uh, if you want if you want to get in touch with us you know the drill tarmanlingshots at gmail.com tarmanlingshots.com is our website at tarpenrunningshorts is our Facebook Instagram is at tarpenrunningshorts and Twitter is the shorter one at tarpenrunningshorts now what we're going to do is if you do want a pair of shorts you've got like we will we will put the order in but you've got Friday. until Friday the 20th so you want a pair of tartan running shorts you've got until Friday the 20th to get your order in don't miss out don't miss out, folks, because we will, um, you know, we don't know when we're going to put this next order in. So Friday the 20th, get a, if you want a pair of tartan running shorts, uh, get them in before this Friday. There you go, folks. Exactly. Well, these, Tommy, are, these are going to be harder to come by than a COVID vaccine. So oh, you don't want to be messing about here. You don't. You don't. Get your finger on the button. Um, so, Tommy, you're you're going to be getting ready to go uh, pastures new in in Paris. I am. Um, Next episode, I'll be I'll be in France, mate. Yeah, yeah. So before that, obviously, I'm going to try and you know go out for a cheeky little social distance run with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we will. You know, the next one will be in Paris. So it will. Bon voyage. Yeah. To me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this oh. you can tell I've got a lot of work to do on my friendship. Yeah, you have a lot of work, Tom. Jeez, oh, but we never. Yeah, I want to see you doing some some more French and TRS. Yeah, right, exactly. All of the yeah. There's this. This is because we're on Zoom. This is for Kyle's benefit only. This is me now. <laughs> <laughs> so Zoom has got a, Zoom, a video filter you can put a berry on, that's, a virtual berry. That's, so. that's as bad as my pink t-shirt. My pink face <laughs> there. <laughs> Yeah. Well, have a good week, Kyle and listeners, and we will speak to you next week. Brilliant. Thank you guys for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Shorts in our shorts, 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 because there's bands
And that's a wrap.